success is not by random chance. People aren't selected randomly by by luck and just given opportunities and opportunities to to create success and succeed. Um, I think success comes from opportunity, which is the piece that we cannot control, and then being prepared. Seeing opportunity takes chasing opportunity and recognizing it. Being prepared for opportunity is something that is based on the on the actual individual's willingly willingness to succeed. Um, I think the more that you're out looking for opportunities, the more you'll see, the more you'll create, and the more the farther they'll take you. You'll have more experiences. Experiences build onto experiences, and it's like investing. They kind of add up in value over time, and they also, what's it called? They kind of marinate, or they invest back into each other, and so you're you're always making more than what you're putting in. So that's just being prepared on opportunity. There's also being well prepared. I didn't. I phrased that incorrectly, but you know, opportunity and preparedness. Preparedness is always you know looking out for those opportunities and being ready for when one comes for you. Because if you're hit with an opportunity and you're not ready to deal with it, you're not going to succeed. You're going to miss out. You're going to fall short. Or you might even just not take it out at all. So. You know, being prepared is also having taking into account what am I, what am I paying for this? You know, in in order to follow this opportunity, what will come out of me? And so, together, you know, to people who aren't usually in that sort of world of making success, it a lot of it looks like it's luck, but it's also I think the hidden factor that a lot of people don't talk about or really realize until they are fully inaugurated, I think is the word, is, oh my god, my train of thought was just broken by that pipe. What was it called? Um, come on. Inaugurated. Oh, oh people, people who aren't really in the process aren't really involved so they don't understand and, and the, the third hidden component that people don't talk about is failure and, it, and it's something that through mindset is really something that should be i think not necessarily sought after you shouldn't go out looking for failure but you shouldn't be afraid to fail now what does that mean what does that mean <laughs> for normal people for example you know, we'll use like an anecdotal thing that a lot of people have either dealt with or have like heard about, whatever. Um, and I think the most relatable thing is the relationships or even uh, education. We'll use both. Those are like my two favorite examples to use. In education, um, a lot of us settle for what is just the baseline, acceptable. We don't really strive to go past that. And so education never really suits us. 
and we don't use the challenges in education, we simply meet them 50-50 at an ultimatum. You know, I have to do this to graduate or it's over. Versus I'm going to use the education, the free education system that I'm in to push my limits and learn new things, gain new experiences, and then keep investing in myself. And investing isn't necessarily putting money. Investing is is more likely up not not upgrading your resources, but it's like management. It's proper management. It's not wasting. And so, to kind of circle back, what you want to do is you change your mindset about failure. You want to fail in education. But you want to use those failures to grow. Same thing with business. Same thing with people. Same thing with every aspect in your life. You want to learn it the right way. You have to learn the wrong ways first. So, uh, relationships. You learn what doesn't work (laughs) because it ends. Or you get feedback and then it ends. And you shouldn't be afraid of critical people. or, Or just you shouldn't be afraid of criticism either. True criticism should, at least in the beginning, feel very, um, like not aggressive per se, but it should feel, it should hit very close. It should hit, it should strike your core because criticism isn't the difference between criticism and, and someone just being mean is being mean involves the emotion, criticism is the analytical part. There's no fallacy in criticism. It is pure fact. The difference between me telling you you have to be better versus me telling you all your faults is I'm giving you the answer with the second question, being critical. You, (laughs) let's say you eat loudly and you're very rude and you don't even understand how you don't even understand people's perspectives and you talk over them. Me saying I have, you have to be a better friend is kind of dismissing all of those things. And I'm like, okay, um, you see your problem, I see your problem. You figure it out versus here are your problems. Deal with them. And so that is basically failure, except there isn't somebody to kind of tell it to you straight. You have to be honest with yourself. Whenever I'm in a bad situation or I'm being lazy, for example, with the podcast, I'm not uploading. Why am I not uploading? It's not because I don't like making these things or or talking about issues. It's the fact that I'm I'm starting to get lazy as as I go into the school year because it is just a bad habit. And so I need to fix that if I want to continue to have an audience and continue making that difference in people's lives as well as you know you know just that in-depth process versus i need to get back and start making videos why am i not making videos this is something i've talked about in a previous episode you need to be analytical as to why everything is um i can't forget his name but there was once a great a great Greek philosopher, and I should have written written his name down, but <clears throat> excuse me, he basically just questioned everything, and that questioning 
wasn't to necessarily prove others that they were wrong. It was to question their thinking. It was to be, in his words, the midwife to thought, to other people's thought and brain food. Um, personally, my favorite question to ask anyone in the world, and you should do this too. It's the, <laughs> to me, it's, it's a really great thing, but asking people who are they, but don't say they, put their name in the sentence. And so let's say my friend's name is James. I would walk up to him, you know, obviously when he's not busy, but I'd be like, you know, get him into a conversation, ask him a couple questions to get him thinking. And then when I really want to challenge him and find out where he, his ideas come from or, or really, you know, hit, hit the core of who he is, I will ask, who is James? Who are you? And what that does to people is... Boom, they forget that they're even in a social scenario most of the time, and they start to critically think for even just a moment. Even people who don't usually think critically, they will hop into that mindset because it's about them. <laughs> it's it's like a um a talking trick where oftentimes people will say your name in sentences. Or people who want to keep your attention, they will say your name, you know, add it because there is nothing more enticing than hearing your name in from somebody else else's words. And it's not necessarily a ego thing. That's just a human thing. <laughs> Excuse me for drinking water. Um, James, who are you? <laughs> um. And so how does this circle back to being critical? Um, like I said, striking at everything and seeing what is the root of all things. And then how can you play a part in changing things? Because it, you don't have to necessarily have a lot of resources. All you need is time to change your mindset, you know, how you think. And naturally, the things around you will follow suit which I will talk about in the next episode. But for now, um, oh, I forgot what the original point of the episode was. <laughs> for now, what was it about? That was today, this week's episode. I'll probably upload a couple of these. Or I could make this one longer. Hmm. I can't edit the audio, and I'm, I feel like keeping this in. I might as well make it longer. Okay. So let's start back on a fresh note. I can't even remember. Okay, we'll just start off somewhere else, because I, I really can't remember how I started this episode. Um, I just remember talking about failure. You don't necessarily want to seek failure. You, you don't want to shy away from it. You should really embrace everything that comes along with it because once you can understand how failure works, you understand how or where success is, where success is. Um, if I understand why something isn't working, well, I know it's not supposed to work like that. 
So I fix it until I know the right way. And then I, I learn versus I'm told the right way, but I don't understand how it works necessarily. This was a, another topic in a different episode. It was the difference between knowing basically about something versus knowing each different component to something. And I think my example was um, iPhones or phones. Everyone knows how to operate one. Who knows how to put one back together if I disassemble it? Uh, nobody. <laughs> nobody knows how to... What's it called? Nobody knows how to really fix their life. They just know how to live it. Break it down. Break it into components. Easy bits of information. And start from there. Mindset. Grind set. Sigma male. <laughs> Let's talk about culture for a second. Um, I think in, in a lot of today's youth, and I make it sound like I'm not a part of it, um, memes are a big part of culture, and, and I think it's a way to cope as a group of people. It's kind of turned into a culture. You know, comedy is a culture, but these two are kind of intertwined. We often like to think of what makes us laugh together as an agent, which we all like to share. You know, there's art, music, craftsmanship, different types of laborious, detailed things. And in different societies and cultures, they share and express themselves through these ways. And not even just one way. You know, one culture is known for painting and another is known for making birdhouses. It's usually a mix. And so a society, uh, comparatively, especially ours um, in the United States, it really is very diverse and things are being very more detail-orientated versus there's no, in my opinion, there's no longer a quote-unquote mainstream because it used to be what just came on the television advertisements propaganda which is still a thing but as our main source of media has started to branch out on the internet it's sort of it's becoming more as at the same time more unifying it's uniting a lot more people but it's also diverting a lot of people as well and so with that also comes the idea of people being separate from each other we all like to forget we're all human <laughs> in politics religion um, controversies and pretty much everything it's like I don't the best example I can give off the top of my head is like food. Uh, people like different food, have different tastes, everything is subjective. I can't say, and this is, this is a big part of <laughs> culture, internet culture right now. Uh, K-pop is horrible, right? Because it, um, I don't know. I've never listened to K-pop. This is what everyone says. But it's still, it's still something that takes time and, and effort to make. Just because I doesn't like I don't like it doesn't make it good, and then the whole fan base. And so now I feel like I'm going on a tangent, 
on my podcast. How do we circle back? Society? Oh, I wish I had a whiteboard. Society influences individuals. If you do not think of yourself as your own person, even if you think you are, if you do not know how to think for yourself, you'll be nothing but the makeup of the people around you. Humans, ooh, we're getting somewhere good. Humans are the product of their environment. That is a fact. Everything exists because something else before it exists, and that's a difficult concept to kind of explain. But the gist of it is, I am only able to exist. Everything that I'm experiencing right now is existing only because of a chain of events that is all intertwined. This computer I'm using, this phone, this mouse, keyboard, every single thing around me, every atom is placed here because of an effect before it and before it and before it. And what I'm doing right now is also affecting other things, which will affect other things. Mm, The concept of it isn't really important, but what you need to know is you are the makeup of your surrounding, whether you like to think so or not. But what we also forget is we are also um, a part of our surrounding. Okay, what do you mean by that? <laughs> um, it's so weird to call myself Angel on here. <laughs> what do you mean by that, Angel? Well, past me, think about it. As the environment affects me, that's the word. As the environment affects me, I too play a part in the environment. I shift as the environment shifts, and so does the environment shift as I do. I think I just repeated myself. I shift as the environment does, and the environment shifts as I do. This is where philosophy plays a huge part in playing perspectives on people and all these different things, because the only thing you can really affect is how you react to everything. Stoicism is when from an outside glance, it seems like a bunch of <laughs> machoism in a sense, because of what a lot of stoicism really talks about is this is like physical pain is really nothing. But the incomplete part of that picture is physical pain is nothing in comparison to mental pain, agony, you know, (laughs) regret, um, really any, any, any part of yourself that you're not happy with is worse than physical pain. And so they learn to avoid that by simply stripping down their lives to just what they need. And so they avoid all the common traps of society, you know, like consumerism and mainstream thinking by really centering themselves on being whole individuals based on their ideologies, you know, being very rooted in themselves. So how can I affect my environment? I think I already stated it. Change how you think, how you think, 
how you perceive things to be. Because while one thing is negative, it can't all be negative. Like how I was talking about with mistakes, failure. Failure inherently we perceive as negative because our ego declares it to be an attack on ourselves. And so to get around that, we have to change how we think about failure. We change our mindset into the grind set. Sigma male, what are you talking about, Angel? Exactly. <laughs> so let's really hone in on this idea. Not everything that is negative has to be. In fact, I kind of, once you get a hang of things, negative things become neutral. They don't really affect you because you're using it to your advantage. Which is what I was saying earlier. <laughs> you shouldn't go out looking for failure or glorifying it. But it is a tool you can use to put yourself ahead. Do you see what I'm putting down here? <laughs> I'm having fun with this. And so... Now, I could write a book. Will I? Maybe not. Should I? Maybe. That's my problem. I have good ideas. Do I have great ideas? Let's, let's take that and think about it as a problem. What is behind this? My ego. Where does my ego stem from? My past experiences. That stems from how I grew up, who raised me, where I grew up, who was around me. My environment has declared my thoughts. It, oh, here's a good way to think about it. When you look at everything around you, you're perceiving what is. How you think about everything is based on your prior experiences. I see an apple. I remember it as food. But if I take a third step into critical analysis, that apple is art because it is from a natural process. It grew on a tree and that tree grew somewhere and somebody planted it and that is a whole story what can i learn from that story critical mind whenever your brain um receives a piece of information this thinking is starting to hurt my brain whenever your brain receives a piece of information it has to digest it but the first thoughts that you get from something are from the i think it's the right side of your brain it is instinct it is what your first thoughts are and what <laughs> What typically everyone does, I'm getting excited about this, is they, they spit out their first thoughts onto something. Which is not good because it is not a fully digested thought. And we don't fully digest thoughts because it's a time-consuming process and humans are lazy and we take the simplest route and easiest. But through that same mindset, if we go through the pain on purpose, we will learn, go from it, and become stronger people. 
And so we want to take it from the right side of the brain, assuming that it is the right side of the brain, and we want to transfer it to the left side to critically think about something. History is not taught for its entertainment. History is taught because of its many failures. <laughs> the rising of one kingdom is the story of the fall of another. Hmm? Think about that for a second. What else can I talk about? Hmm. Hmm. I like this. Although now we'll make it we'll make a long one this will be the very long version and i'll make another episode right after this it'll be 15 minutes and that'll just be some new ideas that i have not for the podcast just some something i don't know we'll see what else can i tie into this aha uh -huh. people hate seeing success huh Angel, you've lost it. You're talking to yourself on a podcast. <laughs> um, people who don't find themselves to be capable people, which is everyone at some point in their life, but I don't think it's limited to certain people. I think everyone can kind of grow out of this thinking and become successful people. But people who don't think so are very now I want to put this lightly I'm not throwing no shade <laughs> are close-minded to say the least they see success and they become jealous uh, jealous jealous and it affects their life like that there's probably other words I could use but you get what I'm saying here and so what does jealousy do to an individual it clouds their judgments, impairs their thinking, and it stops them from growing. Ah, uh, he has a new car. I am jealous. I do not like my car anymore because it looks like nothing compared to that one. You know? But to the person who thinks and sees that other car and says, that is a nice car. Someday I could have that car. And I'm grateful for the one I have. Because someday. I will need a more reliable one. And so they use that to kind of set themselves up. Towards their goals. You see that? The poor mindset. Destroys itself. And the growth mindset. The rich mindset. Improves itself. Most people are in between. And you can switch from any zone at any moment. And your surrounding dictates that. Mm -hmm. And that goes into how you really reach that process. So on and so forth. <clears throat> what else can I... I think... I think I'm kind of just tying in everything 
everything that really peeves me because nobody is limited to being stupid. <laughs> You're not born stupid. You are choosing to be ignorant. <laughs> and so to, to kind of go into a lighter mood, it's why I hate. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't like saying that word often, but I, I really dislike when people use the word nerd. I'm like, what? People are that way because it brings them greater joy, greater enjoyment. And so to call someone a nerd is really saying, wow, you enjoy something that I don't, that I probably don't have the same passions for, for something's intricacies as you do. And because I cannot find that pleasure and I'm miserable, I will make fun of you for it. I will demoralize you. Foolish, foolish people. Bah, bah. Does that make sense? And so now you can peel back a little more of how Angel thinks and how you will think soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Um, I have more planned. Probably some re more releases because I'm going to record more stuff after this. So um, Until next time, I don't know when next time will be, when you'll hear it. For me in the next five minutes. Um, thank you for listening to this lengthy episode. I I look forward to. <laughs> I'm I'm taking this way too seriously. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see you guys in the next one. So, uh, I suck at outro. <laughs>